break it down, down like this. Welcome along to Tempo Fit's Workout of the Week. This is episode number 104. My name is Hayden Sherman, and it is so good to have your company for another episode of Workout of the Week as we dive into a fresh, all-new running workout. We dive into the how, the why, the what, give you all the tools to get out there and crush this workout uh, in your own time, wherever you are in the world. So my name is Hayden Sherman, and it is my privilege to bring this workout to close off this series of strides and tempo runs. So we've been doing the quality, the the technique work of doing the strides, uh, the short bursts of faster running, and we've coupled that with the, the more grindy, uh, rhythmical, get into the zone, cr- cr- really build that new energy systems around that kind of lactate threshold, build in your ability to go longer at a faster clip. So that's what we've been doing with the tempo runs. Combine them all together, together you get this nice balanced workout and they have really good um, synergies between the two modalities. So this week is the finale of that little series and this is a big session. So just a warning, heads up, uh, this is a longer session. So if you're sort of at the start of your week and you're thinking, where am I going to factor this in? Definitely you'd want to do this on a day where it's more like a medium kind of long run where you've got over an hour to give to the session with warm-ups, cool-downs, dynamic stretches or drills before getting into it. So it's a good-sized session. Now, the session is this. So three times 30 seconds strides at the start, each followed by 90 seconds jog recovery. Then you're going to do a 35-minute tempo run at your lactate threshold pace. Now that is your one hour race pace. So it's what you could hold for a 60 minute race flat out and then be collapsing on the ground at six at the 60 minute mark. Now, if you need to calculate that, of course you can go on to tempofit.org, look up the race and pace calculator and uh, just punch in a, a recent race result and you'll be given your lactate threshold pace. So 35 minutes at that pace. Now feel free to round it up to the nearest kilometer or, or mile around it down if you'd like to. Uh, And then after that, jog for a couple of minutes before doing another block of three times 30 seconds strides. So it's three times 30 seconds strides at the start and the end of the session, 35 minute tempo run in the middle. What a cool little sandwich we're creating there with some quality and a whole heap of quantity grindy stuff. Now, why are we doing this little particular sandwich? Well, that's a good question. And a question we should always be asking whenever we are standing on the start, start line of a workout. Why exactly am I doing this? And in particular, because everyone listening to the show will be coming to it from different perspectives. You've got different backgrounds, different bodies, and different goals, of course. So you need to be able to, once you understand the why, be able to tweak the workout to suit your own circumstances as well. Now, the, 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 the two main whys that I've got in here are the grind 
with a splash of quality. So once you start getting up to tempo runs at that kind of one hour race pace of 35 minutes, it's a, it's a long way when you're not tapered for it. So, you know, if you were to go and do a one hour race, you'd taper for it, you'd prepare specifically for that, you would be feeling pretty fresh on the start line. Now this, we're just going in normal training week. Sure, ideally you'd have a couple of easier days beforehand, um, but ultimately you're not really tapered. So 35 minutes is, it's, it's solid. That's a solid session. Add to that the, the strides and we've got a big old session, a lot of time under feet when you add in the warm ups and warm downs. So there's a, there's a fair amount of grind going on. Now the splash of quality is to make sure that we just don't become these runners that that plod and that grind out sessions, that we're actually quality, we're moving well, we're moving efficiently, we're moving effectively, and that we, we don't lose that high ceiling of potential in terms of how fast we can run. That really helps you to be more effective and improves your ability to, um, to progress your running. So we want to keep that athleticism, and that's why we're coupling these tempo runs with some strides. Now, the ones at the start, you'll be fresh, so they're good quality strides to work on, uh, good speed and, and good running technique. Now, the strides at the end, you're going to be, be feeling pretty tired. The legs are going to be pretty beat up. The lungs will be burning. Now, this is about tuning in your body despite how you're feeling Find that quality, find those efficient movement patterns, find that ability to get your body into good, strong positions. So that's the little goal at, at the end. Now, we want adequate recovery, so we've got that, those 90 seconds, um, and I'll talk a little bit about that shortly. Um, but that's really there to make sure that those 30-second those strides are quality. They're not grinded out sort of stuff. They're not so fast that you're sprinting and, and like I say, just grinding and opening up the intensity tank. The intensity tank happens in the tempo run, the strides you want to be recovered for. So that's a little bit of the why of why we're doing this session. Now, a couple of notes on how to tackle this session. Pacing is so important because, like I said, uh, it's a long session and 35 minutes at your, your tempo run pace is is challenging. It, you will find you, you'll you'll hit some hit some dark moments. Um, so pacing is very important. So first of all, we want to make sure that you know your pace, that you're setting an appropriate pace for you, and you you need to be really honest about this. Often, I will get into the trap of, say, I'm aiming for three thirty five per k. I'll sort of round it down to like three thirty per k, but that's a big mistake because it soon turns into more like my ten k race pace, and suddenly I find myself running a ten k race and just emptying the tank and not being able to train properly for the rest of the week. So you avoid that temptation and try to, to set your paces 
be realistic about that setting of it. You may need to tweak them a little bit based on, on what you've been doing recently, based on weather conditions and all that. Um, but be realistic. And then when you get into the to the rhythm of, of the tempo run, make sure that those first kilometers are all about dialing into that pace. Use your metrics, use your, your, your watch, your GPS watch, use the splits that you're getting uh, back. Hopefully you have a... Um, a pathway that you can run on that will give you reliable splits back to you and really look for that rhythm and be able to lock into that rhythm because I find once you get into a good tempo run rhythm you can just keep keep hammering it out and and before you know it you're within a second or two every kilometer or every mile uh, because that pace is just so dialed in so look for that rhythm um and then be sure to, I think I said this before, be sure to adjust the, your pace expectations to the conditions. So if you can't find a pathway where it's flat and measurable, if you've got some little undulations or something, just scale back your expectations. Same if the weather's bad, if it's hot or if it's windy or rainy or you know if you find yourself on a treadmill, be sure to adjust your expectations around this because this is one of those sessions that takes you into the red zone we don't want to go too far into that zone. We just want to dip on into it and give you a, a little bit of a taste for it. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, so for the thought for the week this week, I got thinking about what we're doing in this session with, with the depth that you're going into the well. You, you're going into the red zone quite a bit. And I like to use this idea of confronting the beast, that things get pretty tough you, and like in a running race you get to the two-third mark in a running race and there's this beast you, you're confronted with this beast this hairy old beast that says you can't carry on you're too slow you're not a runner you need to slow down this is too painful and training allows us it gives us the tools to confront that beast in a race situation now most of that training is actually building aerobic engine becoming stronger in the gym learning speed learning good technique and occasionally in our running we do actually want to intentionally go into a place where we do actually confront that beast where where the training gets that hard that we have to dig into the well that we have to learn how to respond to the stuff that that beast tells us that you know the those internal messages you need to slow down you can't do this you're not a runner if you go there in training, you learn the vocabulary to deal with those voices. Now, that's what we're doing in today's workout. We're going in there, we're doing some confronting of the beast. But I have to stress that it's not a everyday situation. Maybe it's not even a weekly situation. As you'll know through uh, listening to this podcast week after week, some of our sessions are definitely not confronting the beast session. Some of them, they just say hello to the beast from a distance. Um, some go head on into some deep, dark places, but most don't. And that's the same with our running. Now, I had a really cool experience um, today and yesterday. I'm running a, a, a running program in a local school. And 
Uh, yesterday we did the hardest session of our five-week program. It was an interval session and I explained to the kids, look, this is the hardest session you'll do. It's a VO2 max session. We're asking everything of your, your breathing and of your heart rate. So if you found that session hard, that is a sign that you did the session right. And it's also a sign that you just did the hardest session of the entire program. So give yourselves a massive pat on the back. Now, tomorrow we're coming back, i.e. today, and we're going to be dressed up in fluoro, wear your craziest outfits. We've got prizes on offer. We're going to do an easy, conversational, enjoyable party run. And man, it was so great to see the, the smiles on the kids' faces today after doing something challenging yesterday, confronting the beast, going into some, some deeper places, and then coming out of that and finding real enjoyment out of their running. And it really got me thinking, you know, as adults who love running, we need to make sure that we've got that balance right as well, that you're not totally ignoring the stuff of going to the well, of confronting the beast, but that you don't let it overpower your enjoyment of the sport, that you've got that good, appropriate balance. And a, a, a parallel that I'd like to draw that might be helpful to explain this is I was listening to a, a, a podcast recently about um, history and, and military history in particular, and they were talking about the ratios of um, troops actually carrying and shooting guns when they're in a war. So let's, you know, you think I'm, I'm signing up for, for war or, you know, my, my grandfather's going off to fight in World War II or something and he was actually an engineer. And that sort of paints the picture. Most of the soldiers, most of the troops going out there to fight a war, let's call it World War II, most of them weren't on the front lines throwing hand grenades and, and shooting machine guns and stuff. Most of them were actually in logistics, they were engineers, they were um, medics, they were um, doing background stuff, doing operations, making the machine tick over. And there, I just did a quick Google before, and it said it's around about sort of one in seven to one in 12 military personnel are actually frontline shooting the guns troops. So most of them are doing that support role. Now, it's the same with your running. I would say that ratio is actually really similar. Somewhere between one and seven, i.e. one day a week, and one and 12, i.e. one day a fortnight, you're going to that place, you're going to the well. Otherwise, you're just keeping it cruisy. You're just keeping it cruisy, enjoying it, doing that technique work, doing that speed work, having plenty of recovery from that. And then you have those specific times where you go to the well and you confront the beast, you teach your body mentally and physically to go to those places. So hopefully that gives you a bit of um, a bit of guidance, a bit of encouragement to look to get that ratio right in your own training. I would say that there's, there's two types of runners, one that goes too intense too often and the other one that doesn't go intense enough. So hopefully that gives you a bit of a clue on how you can just reset that ratio for yourself and get the most out of your running. Oh yeah, oh yeah. 
Well, there we go. That is the end of another podcast. The workout for today is three times 30 seconds, then a 35-minute tempo run at your one-hour race pace, and then three times 30 seconds strides again. Enjoy the workout. Enjoy confronting the beast, and then enjoy that quality afterwards and really focusing on that good speed and good technique with those final strides. Happy running, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Ciao.